For those of you that are visiting us, it's so good to have you with us tonight. And um, may you always be in love with the Jesus that we love. And that he'll change your life forever, never leave you the same. And um, so last week I started to speak on how we finish is how we start. How we finish is how we start. Now I'm not too sure about you, but there's many people I talk to that can't wait for 2023 to come to an end. Because somehow... We are running out of steam, and, and that is a natural. Physically, we do get tired, but spiritually, we need to be keeping ourselves strong. Because the same challenges that you're facing spiritually this year are going to just show themselves in a different way next year. But the same devil behind everything else. He's after you and I so that he can just cripple us. And I read from Psalm 65, 11, it says, You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. I love that scripture. When we say you crown it all, it's almost like you're finishing it off. And David here is talking in relation to harvest time. That they've put a lot of work into the fields and everything else, done what they needed to, and now all of a sudden they're going to reap the harvest. And I want to tell you that everything that you and I do as input into our Christian life, you are going to reap a harvest. Nothing goes unnoticed. Everything that we apply spiritually is going to take us somewhere. And so um, life is a walk of faith. Because... I don't know what's coming tomorrow. I'm going to have to put my faith out there, trusting God. He's got my tomorrow. Yeah? So we have got to learn on a daily basis on how to be able to do that. Hebrews 11.6. Without faith, it is impossible. Impossible means it's never going to happen. So if you and I are not building our spiritual life, our Christian life on God's word and allowing his word to inspire us, you and I are not going to make it into the fullness that God intended us to be. And so I have to keep on believing. And so I ended off last week saying there's three things that you and I are going to be doing. You've got to hear the word because hearing the word initiates faith Speaking the word activates our faith, and doing the word demonstrates our faith. All right, so we're going to open up those things today and um, trust that we've got something to hold on to and work with as we go into the new year. You see, many people started businesses, they've gone into marriage, they've moved to another country, and, they, they, and they've got a, a word, a promise from God, and that was inspires you. Because then you know, okay, I know I'm going with God here. Yes? Good. Well, then that word should be holding you 10 years from now. Because life is not going to be a bed of roses just because I obeyed God and went. I'm still going to face life challenges. And so what happens is that promise that he spoke before I left or before I started still needs to be the promise that I hold on to 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now because God doesn't change his mind. And that's why I've got to settle these things in my life and get to keep on building them and living them. What I found in my life is there's times when I really need God to come through. And so I spend a lot of time building my faith, speaking the word, doing all those kind of things. And when the challenge is over, I relax. Now, I know you don't do that, but I did. 
And then I find that when the next challenge comes, I've got to go to the garage again and pump myself up to try and get my faith level back up there again to be able to believe the Lord. And we don't want to do that. So in Matthew 14, reading from verse 22, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. And while he dismissed the crowd, and after he had dismissed them, he went up onto a mountain by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves. Very good illustration of life, because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, and after he, had been, uh, he was afraid, and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they had climbed into the boat, the wind died down. So what you need to understand is the assignment that Jesus gave them didn't change because of the environment that they found themselves in. Jesus said, go to the other side. He didn't say, go halfway into the lake and drown. So whenever things change, you've got to hold on to something because that's going to be what your faith is going to be anchored in. It has to be a word from the Lord. And so what can we draw from this? Number one, if you and I are going to build ourselves, if you want to finish strong so that you can start strong, number one, you've got to hear the Word. You've got to hear the word. How? In every way that you can hear it, you need to hear it. But the best way is through your own voice. I'm going to say that again. The best way to hear the voice, the word, is through your own voice. Speak to yourself. Speak to yourself. All the disciples heard what Jesus said. One heard something different. One heard something different. Peter heard the, the personal invitation of come. God will speak lots of things to us as a group of people. But in that, one thing is going to touch your heart. It's going to stir life inside you. It's going to create excitement and passion on the inside of you. That's the thing that God's breathing on for you. You grab hold of that thing. That very one thing will take you out of your comfort zone. Sometimes that will help you to ignore all the impossibilities that you face in the, in, in the surrounding areas that you're working in. It's that one thing that seems to cause a lion on the inside of you to get ignited and just to come alive. So God's word to us ignites something supernatural that carries us. Romans ten seventeen. So then faith comes by hearing. Hearing. I am never going to hear the word of the Lord if I am not putting myself in a place to hear the word. So number one, faith comes by hearing. That's a guarantee, by the way. How do I know that? Because that thing works in a total different way as well. Those of us that were the gathering, Andrew said this, media is dividing us right now. 
Remember that statement? Media is dividing us. Because there's many people in media that are feeding both sides of the situation right now. And they are giving what their listeners want to hear. And that which they are hearing is igniting them more onto which side they are on in this situation. I'm not giving details of what because I don't want to get myself into trouble. So what happens is what we hear stirs faith. So the, the, the radicals that are on the wrong side, they are getting more and more angry. And the, the people on the other side are wanting to defend more. So whatever we hear produces something in us that stands by our convictions. So if you and I are listening to... I've got rubbish in my nerds over here, but maybe that's a bit of a... If you're listening to nonsense, if you listen to the wrong things, guess what it's going to produce in you? You know why? Because there's a law in operation that God put in place. It's called seed time and harvest. What you put seed into your life is what it's going to produce. It's going to produce. And therefore, you and I don't want to be found... In that place. So faith comes by hearing, and the hearing is by the word. How reliable is the source that you are hearing from? There's lots of stuff that you can go and watch on YouTube, and da 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 da. And, 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 and we watched a, a, a movie last night, and Joel said, There was so much green screen in there. So, <laughs> so in other words, people can fake stuff. And put it out there, and it looks like so good because of technology today. So you and I, so I'm using that as a, as a, as a, as a big picture, but you and I have got to be very careful what we're listening to. Because what you hear is what's going to produce in it. And there's one thing, if there's only one thing that you can trust in this, wor- in this world today, it's God's Word. You know Why? Because it's never had to be revised or rewritten or updated or any ever since the day it was documented. It is still the same. And the God we serve is still the same. He's still a loving God. He's still a just God. He's still a God of mercy. He's still a God that, that covers. He's still a God that picks you up. And that's what gets us excited about serving him. So Jesus makes his disciples go to the other side. And the storm comes up. And Jesus goes walking on the storm. Interesting. And Jesus finds his disciples fearful and being thrown around. In other words, they've moved into survival mode. And you and I as Christians can get into survival mode very quickly. If I can just get to the end of this. So Matthew 14, 27 says, Jesus responds to me. He says, take courage. It's I. Don't be afraid. And the word, now so what you need to understand is God's word works in two dimensions. Number one is the logos. The logos is the written word. It's what you and I read. But there's another dimension that the logos jumps into. It's called a rhema. The rhema means a revelation. And all of a sudden when I'm reading the word and, and I'm finding myself in a situation and I'm trying to, to get some answers and get myself connected to God's plan and purpose, all of a sudden a logos becomes ignited and becomes a rhema to me. It might not be a rhema to anybody else, but it becomes a rhema to me. And that's the thing that rises up big and strong in my spirit, man, and it changes everything about me. 
Might not do anything to anybody else, but it's doing something for me. So Peter says this. And so in this whole storm thing and Jesus coming and everybody afraid, Peter says this, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. Have you ever said to the Lord, Lord, if this you, you know, in this storm or whatever, you know, then, then kind of like do this. And then all of a sudden God does it. Stretches you and I beyond our limits. I'm thinking, what? So if you're not going to finish strong, we're going to have to be people that are hearing the word. Hearing the word. Now, the problem is, if you are only hearing the word because you're in a crisis, you're in trouble. And everybody will be in trouble. So Nas Buddha, everybody knows Nas Buddha? And um, they say he's... he's um, What's the word I got down over here? Because I went into Google, by the way. And um, so he's known as the best goal kicker ever in, in rugby. And if you go there, Google says that, that he practiced and kicked nonstop for many hours every day to sort out his things, how to kick. Here's the thing about Nas Buddha. He didn't wait until he was selected before he started to practice. He practiced before so that he would be selected. So often we in our Christian life, only when we're in a situation do we then start to put some principles in place. We should be stepping back and putting some principles in place so that it doesn't matter what comes our way, we're ready. The Bible says be ready in season and out of season. So you and I need to be ready. We need to be putting these things into practice all the time. You see, all my training, listen to me. When you go into the army, guys, and, the, and, and, and then they, they're teaching you things on how to fight a war. Listen, they're not teaching you there just to make life terrible for you. They're teaching so that one day when you are on the front and you are facing live bullets, you know exactly how to respond in that time. Because if you don't, a bullet is not apologetic. It is going to take you out. It will kill you. And I want to, I want to just bring us back. The, en the enemy, the devil himself, is not playing a game. He's after you and I. And he is setting things. He can set things up. We never give him glory. But we better acknowledge that he knows how to plan. And if you look back in your life, you'll see he's planned some amazing things because he's after you. And so we need to learn on how to put these things in place so that we can become people that know how to stand firm. Listen, people don't want to know your theory about how to walk in victory. They want to hear your testimony. And your testimony is going to have some scars connected to it. Because we're in a real war. But it's the word that heals us. And it's the word that causes us to walk in his greatness. And I just lost my place. Ah, there's Nas Buerta. Okay, so we're back almost where we were. Question. If you're in financial trouble... Are you going to go and get some help from somebody who's got no clue on how to run his budget and is also in financial trouble? No. You're going to go to someone who knows what they're doing. 
But one and one does go to two and not to 22. Those kind of things. So in Ephesians 6.13, it says this, And after having done everything to stand. So in other words, the Bible is saying that there's some things that you and I have to do because if you don't, you're not going to be able to stand. Am I reading it the same way as you're reading it? Okay. Then you just rewind to verse 12. It says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. So when the day of evil comes, the day, it's almost like that passage of Scripture says, the enemy lines you up for a specific day, and then he's got a sharpshooter that's going to try and nail you, take you out. The reason why the supernatural happens is we've heard his word, and we've learned how to stand on his word. And listen, don't wait until trouble comes before you learn how to practice standing in faith. You are always going to have financial... No, rewind. You are going to experience in your life times when you have financial need. Don't wait until you're in financial need to learn how to stand on God's word to provide for your needs. Do it now. You can't wait and, and believe God for a million rand. You've never learned how to believe God for 10 rand. Do you want to be a blessing to somebody? You don't have it. So, Father, I'm asking you, and whatever amount you're asking for, Father, I'm asking for 50 rand so that I can be a blessing to that person. Put your faith out there. And when God does that, you've got a testimony. You're going to bless that person, and you've got something to say of how you stood on his word. Trust her. Number one, you've got to hear the word. Number two, you've got to speak the word. You've got to speak the word. So the 12 disciples, all in the boat, all fearful, all thought they were going to die, all that saw Jesus walking on the water, all the 12 doubted Jesus, and all of them heard his voice. But only one responded with a faith-filled confession. Jesus, if that's you, tell me to come. Question. What declaration are you and I making over our own lives? What are you and I saying about our life? You see, we're very... Uh, I want to encourage us. It's not possible, but if you could. Record your conversations for one day. And hear, and then go and play it back one day. And go and listen to what you've said about yourself during the day. Oh, I'm so stupid. I'm clueless. Why did I? Why? I mean, what was I thinking? You know, and you'll be amazed at what actually came out of your mouth. And then we're wondering how come things are not changing for our life? Because I want to tell you that just as you and I build our life on God's word, our life is formed by what we declare over our life. I don't want to be someone. That is never making it financially every single month for the rest of my life. I want to get to a place where I can be a blessing to other people. So therefore, I'm starting to declare that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And God, I want to be a blessing because he says that you, you were born for a, to be a blessing and to be blessed. That's what his word says. So I'm declaring those things over my life because I want to walk in them. Why? Because I don't want, it's, it's not about me getting all the stuff. It's about, God, can you use me as a channel to get this thing to somewhere else? Jesus said, you want to be great, learn to be a 
servant of all. Let's be their servants. Let's be the channel through which God can work. And so I'm asking you, will you declare over your life Psalm 65 verse 11? You crown this year with goodness and your power, my, my powers drip with abundance. So this is how I run my life. I try anyway. That I, whenever I have a need or whatever, whatever I'm facing, I will always put my faith out there for something. And so then I'll go and find a word and I will declare that word. And I will declare that word until I sense God saying something else. Because I always have to start somewhere. And if I've got no clue, I start somewhere. I start in a direction. And then God, because he loves me, will intervene and say, okay, this is, yes, this is my heart. Or no, this is not my heart, but we're going in this direction. Then I change. But I've got to be declaring something about myself, about what God wants to do in my life. Otherwise, I'm never going to progress. When we come to seeing souls saved, what are we declaring? Lord, use that person to preach the gospel, and, and Lord, you... No, what about me? Father, I thank you that I carry your word inside me, and I'm asking you, will you open an opportunity for me to be able to speak to the lost? Because your word says, Jesus, you said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. So God, what is important to you is important to me. So will you open a door for me so I can share the gospel with someone? This is what Isaiah 43, 5 says. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather them from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, formed I, um, whom I have formed and made. There God's saying, I will bring them from the north, the south, the east, the west. So I want to be part of that. You want to be, be finished strong? Well, then let's listen to the word. Let's speak the word. Number three, let's do the word. Let's do the word. James 1.22 says, But do be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who observes his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. He, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. This one, who? The doer of the word will be, a, will be blessed in whatever he does. So Peter says this, if it is you, tell me to come. Now, how many of you know Peter knew water does not hold him? He was a fisherman. He knew more than anything else. I'm sure he's fallen out of his boat a couple of times in his life. And so he knew when he was making that statement, yo, 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 I'm either going for another swim here or something is going to change. And because Jesus said, come, he didn't allow his brain to make him stay in the boat, the safe place, and because he knew the water wouldn't hold him, he got out and he started to do what Jesus said. Come. Come. Now many people say, ah, but he sank. I'd rather be a wet, trying to be a water walker, 
than be a dry boat sitter. I'm going to say that again. I would rather be a wet, trying to be a water walker, than a dry boat sitter. Not experience, not, not, well, I'm not going to say use the word experience, but not pressing my faith and stretching my faith level to trust Jesus for new things. So yes, Jesus, Peter did take his eyes off. He started to see the storm. He started, you're going to do that. As soon as you step out into the unknown, your eyeballs are going to immediately see all the challenges. But you and I are going to have to keep on lifting up eyes to where? To Jesus. Psalm says, lift up your eyes to the hills where your help comes from. So we have to keep on lifting our eyes to where Jesus is. And Peter still, but here's the thing. When Peter was sinking, he still did the word, Lord, save me. What does it tell you about our Lord? He's not wanting you to be perfect, but he still wants you to cry out to him. And when we mess it up, he's a forgiving God. And he puts his hand out and he grabs us and he picks us up. And so that's the Christian life. I believe that God wants us. Those three things. Hear the word. Speak the word. Do the word. Please, you can't go from zero to hero in one step. Do you know what I mean by that? We have to start with baby steps. You're not going to start and all of a sudden believe God for a million rand. That takes a whole other faith level there. You're never going to get there if you've never believed God for 10 rand. And then when you've done the 10 rand to go to the 50 rand and then to the 100 rand and then maybe to the 500 rand and then the 1,000 rand, your faith grows. So don't go zoop and then say, oh, God's word doesn't work. No, it's just we were not wise in applying it. But God's word does work. God's word will work for you and me. It will. It will. Why? He says, I'm watching over my word. I'm watching over my word. So, this is the last time I'm going to be talking to you for this year. And I want to say this. Will you continually be people that will love his word more than anything else? Will you be those people? Can I have a response? Good. Wonderful. Thank you. 2024 is coming. Many people have many resolutions. Okay? So resolution is something I desire to do, achieve, or change. Something I desire. But I want to ask you, instead of making a resolution, make a decision. Because the difference is a decision is something I have decided to do, to change, and to achieve. There's going to be a testimony next year of how God can do something when you trust him. And, he, and, 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 and all of us are weak in areas. But the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. You see, I talk the word to myself. That when I'm feeling wobbly, I learn to stand in his word. And God's been doing some amazing things in some people's lives, and, but, but we want to we make sure that this is a completed testimony so that hearts become inspired by it. Okay? Is that okay? Wonderful. So, how we finish is how we start. 
You have crowned this year with your goodness. And my paws drip with your abundance. I declare that over your life. In Jesus' name. That you will walk in his fullness. He's not the God that just makes it. No. Because I read in Ephesians, it says he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I could ask or even think. That tells me I serve a big God. He is a big God. But when God starts to bless us, don't let our hearts change where now things start having us instead of God having us. That's where the problem comes. So we're not going to work against God because my heart changes. All I'm going to do is I'm going to work on my heart so my heart doesn't change. And that God stays a big God. And that God is going to, listen, we want to build his kingdom. Now, now I'm just talking, okay? We want to build his kingdom. How are we going to do that? Well, number one is going to take money. That means God's going to bless people. True? This is not a prosperity message. This is just thinking. It's going to take money. It's going to take people. It's going to take gifting. It's going to take time. It's going to take all those things. Who's got it? Well, I have time, but that means I have to alter my life so that I make time available. God's given me a gift, and that gift could be to generate finances, but now I need to keep my heart right so that when the finances come, I pass it on to where it should be going. Right? Amen. So we're not minimizing the gospel because our heart can become wrong. No, we're going we're to minister the gospel, but we're going to keep our hearts right so that we serve God properly and we do everything that we should be doing. Is that okay? So how we finish is how we start. So God's going to crown this year with his goodness and your paths are going to drip with abundance in Jesus' name. Come on, let's pray.